Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Amazing Avenue Winter Meeting Special. This is day two, tentatively titled Business as Usual. Uh, I am Kenneth Lavin. Um, I'm joined today by Thomas Henderson and Liam Murphy. Uh, how are you guys today? I am good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a long day. Absolutely terrible, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> Care to elaborate or? <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna leave that one hanging. <laughs> just gonna let the I mean, one hang in the ether. People have bad days. No, oh, yeah, of course. No, that's completely fair. I'm running on zero sleep, and uh, you know, Steve Cohen's uh, increased investment would not affect payroll soon. So business as usual, yep. which means I feel terrible. Business is, yeah. Definitely, I mean, as usual. <laughs> business in big quotations there. But they did a business. It's okay. They will, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so let's start with um, sort of a, a discussion. Brody Van Wagenen said a lot of things today. Um, he also, in a lot of ways, said nothing. But let's, let's just go through some some of those things. So um, Brody, in his press conference today from the winter meetings, said that uh, the Mets have a lot of their needs already filled. Does anybody have thoughts on that? <laughs> well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. But that's a take that you could have on the Mets on the 2019 going into 2020 Mets. I assume. But, I would say yes, a lot of their needs are filled, but a lot of their needs are not filled. <laughs> yeah, like. To me, like a need is the bullpen, and they need an entire one. So, and yeah. like, <laughs> like that's the thing that's worrying about that is like, like is this like, the equivalent of like a person who's extremely hungover looking into the mirror, going, "Look good, feel good, look good, feel good." <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be onto something. <laughs> 
this is like the power of positive thinking, I feel like. No, yeah, for it's sure. It's like if I think it's this enough secret. to myself in a ro- enough times in a row, it might become true. It's the baseball secret, guys. It's the <laughs> baseball secret. I would love to see Brody Van Wagenen's vision board. Oh, it's probably crazy. <laughs> he he really had Brody has definitely read the secret, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. He probably wrote like the afterword for one of the fewer <laughs> editions of it. Big Rhonda Byrne guy. <laughs> uh not great, Bob. Uh no. was also credited Bob. saying that uh Marcus Stroman was brought in to be Zach Wheeler's replacement, which um you know, if that's true as uh Rich Resch, I believe I'm pronouncing that right, of our Slack channel said. If that's true, then who is replacing Marcus Stroman? <laughs> I mean, I am. <laughs> Liam, you have about as big of a shot to replace him as anyone else. So. I'm taller than him. That's the <laughs> one thing I got going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taller than many people, but I'm taller than him. Than at least one Major League Baseball player. At well, least one. You know, Jose Altuve exists, too. That's, oh, sure, for sure. I don't think I'm taller than either of them, so... <laughs> Maybe oh, it's, it's the, same, five, four, the, man. the same height. I, I'm maybe five five. <laughs> like <laughs> it's just, and then they're like fake leaking about Porcello, where they might be able to afford him, and they might not be able to afford him. And if they can't, then oh, I don't know what they're going to do as a starter. <laughs> yeah, like Rick Porcello's name correctly. It's just like, oh boy. I don't yeah. know what they're like. That that's how I look at it with the fifth starter stuff. It's just like it's probably going to be Seth Lugo at this point, right? Like yeah, like like on one hand, like Rick Porcello is better than what they currently have, which is like no one. Oh yeah, for sure. Which is like an empty rotation spot. <laughs> yes. Right now they they literally have a four man rotation. Yes. Like I'm, Stephen I'm Matz going to is throwing twice right now. <laughs> oh yeah, is who it? is listed? Because I don't, I'm not sure. I guess it would be Lockett. I'm so excited to see who's listed. Uh, yes, it is Walker Lockett. Yeah. yeah. On this podcast, his name is Walter Lockett. Which I un- unironically mess up 50% of the time I mention his name. As does the rest of the world. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know who's the guy underneath him in the depth chart on uh, roster resources? It goes Lalter Walkett. Did I say the name correctly? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Sure. Steve, <laughs> Steven Gonzalez. Oh, okay. Walt, yeah. I forgot about him. And then Franklin Colome. <laughs> I was literally just about to ask you if Corey Oswalt was one of the spate of pitchers who like agreed to go pitch in Korea directly from our forty <laughs> man roster. <laughs> so far, it's been Flexen and. Gag- uh, Gagno, yeah. Yes, yes. It was both of them right went like right away. Yeah. I'm Typically out. not not a great sign when guys are leaving your forty man roster to pitch in the KBO. But. Yeah, it's it doesn't it doesn't exactly uh, shine a positive light <laughs> on the Metropolitans, but here yeah. we are. Yep. Hey, you know, who's available in the rule five draft, guys? Oh no, who? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> undoubtedly. If you'd like a to find out, <laughs> from Complex to Queens, uh, up yes. now in the Amazing Avenue feed, <laughs> we have a uh, Stephen Lucas and I have a uh, uh, do a rundown of it. So, are if we you... going to get Lejay Newsome? I think he was one of Lucas's picks of guys. Yes, I think he was actually. Again. I kind of remember that. Yeah, he seems like a thoroughly Lucas guy. Um... Yeah, like, there's, I guess you could just, like, grab a random fifth starter from the bargain bin. Yeah, right? Like, I think even Andy Martino said today that Wade Miley is too expensive for them, maybe? And it's like, if you're... What? Yeah, hold on. He said it on, like, SNY. Please please read that verbatim. (laughs) So, it was, someone was... Someone tweeted it out saying that on SNY he said that it, he may be out of their price range. <laughs> so if that's the case, then just fold the franchise 
and we'll see you in a in different city. Yeah, we'll see you in a different city <laughs> in Milwaukee or not not in Milwaukee in in like um, Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo, I could see Buffalo. They'll keep them semi-local. <laughs> Maybe they go to Montreal and become the Montreal Mets. Like uh, that hasn't uh, they're that just going nice to move to Binghamton. <laughs> and then they're going to become. They're the just going to move to Staten Island. That, that's <laughs> be, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they have to move to Long Island to yes. really embrace Long the Long Island. They'll play in the Coliseum. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Hundred eighty feet to dead center. And then they'll only bunt. So it <laughs> How many children anyway. would be conceived in the parking lot? <laughs> yes. After after one regular season win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brady Aiken is also a Rule Five guy. Does he have a functioning elbow? No. no. Yeah, that, that that would be why. <laughs> he throws in the eighties. Uh, that's probably Jordan Sheffield. Uh? Yeah, no, he was one of my picks. Ah, I didn't know he older, was older my, brother. My whole argument was that um, I, I I thought I, I've always liked the the two pitch mix between the fastball and the curveball, and you know he's probably better than Jacob Rame. So <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even say probably. <laughs> if you could pull that out of nowhere, sure, why not? Yeah. I mean, honestly, for trying to replace. Uh, Marcus Stroman in this rotation, we get Brandon Bra- Bailey. He's 5'10". It's close Perfect. enough. There we go. Does he have Long Island ties? Um, no, he's from Colorado. Damn. Cl- close enough. Alright, well he... <laughs> Let's get him in. Close enough. The continental United States. Yes. It's one of the 48 states. Let's go. Not counting Hawaii and Alaska, those are too far away. Yeah, no, they don't count. Uh, and a beef was born between Amazing Avenue <laughs> states of Alaska and Hawaii. Yes, the angry email. thoroughly online Alaskan Met fans. Uh, There's going to be so, one, isn't there? So part part of why this has all been disappointing for me is like I, I could not be happier about the coaching staff that they just built. Um, if you guys want to talk about that for a few oh, minutes, yeah. I agree with that 100%. That like, if you're trying to build a culture, you know, not even like a culture of winning, but a culture that's like a functioning workplace, like these are all guys you would think about bringing in for sure. And like, I don't think you would say that about any, anyone who's been hired by the Mets in the last few years. I mean, can we, can we talk about the most important coaching hire? Yes, we can. Sir Hensley Mullins. And he which is a literal knight as our bench coach. Like that's badass. It is. It's totally badass. Do you think he introduces himself as Sir Hensley Mullins? I can't he... speak to what he does, but I know if I were a knight, I would do that totally. You oh, would yeah. all be referring I to would. me as Sir Kenneth Lavin right now. Does he so. challenge people? Does he demand satisfaction from people by smacking them with batting gloves? If he doesn't, I hope he does. I, I hope that's something that he starts doing. <laughs> I just want to imagine, like, spring training and, like, Pete Alonso walks up to him and he's like, hey, coach. He's like, no. Hello, sir. <laughs> and it's like, oh, like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello, Sir Mullins. <laughs> Knight of the Round Table. Knight of Flushing. <laughs> oh, Lord like, of Flushing. And he's like, he's a good coach, and Beltran's pretty exciting, and like Hefner uh, at least has like, a clue. Is, exactly, like Hefner is like kind of one of those young up and coming coaches that like people were excited about when like this year, and I mean. Chili Davis was very helpful. Like, the Mets players really liked him, it seemed. So, like, that's always good to keep around. Yeah, and, like, they had good results offensively last year. That's not really what let them down. Some people did, yes, but... Oh, sure. And I don't know if you can count the ones who didn't against him when, like, you know, Robbie Cano was, you know, hobbled for most of the year and Brandon Nimmo couldn't turn his head. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. These are all things that you can't hold against a hitting coach. 
Um, yeah. And like, I know, at least I was, I was worried when the Mets originally hired him because of how it seemed to have gone down in Chicago with the Cubs. Cause he kind of didn't, it didn't seem like he mixed well there, but it does not seem to be a problem here. And that's a good thing. And like, you always want that continuity in a coaching staff, even when you're changing a lot of stuff because you needed to change all those players, but all those coaches, I mean, but to keep someone around who every, all the players seem to like is actually a good thing. At least for me anyway, I think that stuff's important. Oh yeah. No. And especially like, yeah, like you said, continuity is good. I think a lot of people undervalue the, you know, I don't want to say the value, but no, I, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Don't don't recognize the value in continuity and you know keeping like, people in house and oh yeah, you know. and like it looks like it's going to be a lot of the same offense this year, which is not a great thing, but also like it, those, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it point. is what it is, and like if he could have similar results with that offense, then it will be like I'll be fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain about the offense. Yep. Um, one other thing that Brody Van Wagenen said that, um, I thought was a little interesting is Anthony DeComo reported that Brody Van Wagenen didn't make it sound like the Mets are going to be super aggressive about acquiring a backup catcher. In other words, the Mets remaining offseason focus will be pitching, 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 etc., etc. So. Wait, but like. Wait, who? wait, wait. Did you say pitching? I'm not quite I, sure. I did say pitching, okay. which, to be fair, is I mean, something they need. <laughs> yes, quite a yeah, bit of. But. but, like, even, like, okay, so we'll get into this later, but, like, even Michael Pineda got 17.5 for two years. And Kyle Gibson got money, and Jordan Lyles got money, so. I mean, both of those were done by the Rangers, but yeah. I know, but still, like, that's still more money than, like, I'm sure the Mets would ever offer them. And yeah, no, the Mets, as as we stand, have spent $1 million. <laughs> Literally uh, just yeah, right. But, yeah. <laughs> like, no, no. No, no, it was like $800,000. Yeah. yeah, because, like, I think the Cubs are still paying him. Yeah. Yeah, for his buyout. <laughs> and he has a team, he has a player option for, yep. like, 1.25 or whatever, so. That's important. A player option for a player who is probably going to accept an NRI. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hell, like... A or de- would have otherwise accepted an NRI. <laughs> I didn't realize that Adam Wainwright signed, too. Oh, yeah, he signed, like, right away, if I remember correctly. But he slipped under my radar. Yeah. He was never going anywhere else. He's yeah, one of, that's... that's he's, one of those, he's one of those dudes who retires on the team that he was, he was with. He's like a, is- a franchise... I don't want to say icon, because, like... It, was he ever like that good? But a franchise like dude. Yeah, he's he's one of those dudes that like if you see him in another uniform, it's kind of like ew. Oh like, man, we should have signed Kendall Graveman. Where did he even go? He went to the Mariners. Oh, interesting. The Mariners. I'm gonna venture a guess and say that he's not going to be there this time next year. He's also not very good. <laughs> he might not be there in a month. I mean, to be honest with you. Very true. I'm very glad that we won't reunite with Aaron Altair. Altair? Oh, yeah. He's Altair, I think. Yeah, it's Altair. He's also in Korea, so the Mets are... Yeah. The Mets That's what, the... three 40-man guys? Yep. <laughs> uh, the Mets the had three 40ths of a KBO team last year. That's, How much do we want to bet that, like, the Mets just randomly bring back Matt Harvey and we all hate ourselves? See, I don't think they'll do that because the, um, like, random retread guys are almost always guys the Wilpons like. Yeah, that's true. And they legit ran him out of town. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he also wasn't very good. He had a six seven ERA. Yeah, no, yeah, no, he he he, 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 he can't feel his shit. fingers anymore. Like that, that's yeah. kind of important for pitching. He was big time bad. Yeah, he might be done, and that makes me sad. Oh yeah, it happens. On that note, <laughs> let's take a break, and uh, when we come back, we will talk about perhaps the biggest piece of news from the winter meetings today. So let's take a break. Back after this. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. Um, this is the Amazing Avenue Winter Meeting Special uh, uh, for day two of the winter meetings. Uh, I'm Ken Lavin. I'm joined today by uh, Thomas Henderson and Liam Murphy. And uh, yeah, we're going to do uh, a little more sort of quick hits about the Mets um, at the winter meetings before moving on to discuss some some bigger stories. But Thomas, I believe you had something to share. <laughs> yes. So as some of you may have known, uh, Brody had a press conference a little bit ago talking about like setting up his stuff for the winter meetings and what the Mets probably won't do, which is they won't do anything. But um, one of the things he said was about Jake Marisnik, who they recently traded for. And he said that the set- acquiring him put the Mets in, quote, a position of strength, That and he is a nice compliment to the rest of our guys out there. And he said that now they probably have a surplus of outfielders, which I don't understand how you get to that conclusion when you are moving McNeil to third base, it seems. And now you have three outfielders on the roster. So so the math there, to me, is you're rounding up on anybody who can stand in the outfield. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone like, with two legs who can stand in left field is now an outfielder. Uh, yeah. You're like, also forgetting about exactly. the guy that doesn't have two legs currently. Oh, yes. Johannes Cespedes, who's recently oh. started running. They are that maybe he will counting him. They are. They're counting him to come back in like <laughs> by the trade deadline. Hey, yes. but Brody would not commit to saying if Johannes Cespedes is expected to play. <laughs> so he was you very abs- clear about that. <laughs> you absolutely know Yo, Yo was on his vision board, just like a big picture of him. <laughs> Yo would be on my vision board. If Jed Lowry is going to play next year, that than Yoannis Cespedes is. Oh, yeah. I, I, and we I have was, seen Yoannis Cespedes actually hit balls with authority, and we saw Jed Lowry hit maybe one home run in, like, rookie ball. Or high, or low Excuse A. Excuse me, that was the New York Penn League Championship Series. Oh, sorry. Short <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I mean, are we also considering, like, uh... Sam Haggerty into this uh into this outfield depth. Brody might. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> so I think that assumes that you keep Smith and you keep JD Davis. Dom Smith and JD Davis. Yeah. But because, like Oh god. It just feels to me like the same thing they did with Flores for a year, which is count him as a dude at like seven different spots. Yeah, like JD Davis is like he's four backups. Like he's probably the backup third baseman. He's probably the backup first baseman, and he's probably like the backup corner outfield. Backing up anything. He's a really good backup hitter, though. Oh yeah, he's a great backup hitter. Make him the next Matt Stairs. I don't care. I do, but don't tell me that he's an outfielder. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and like we saw it for months, and we saw Dom for. I I don't I, months as well and it was literally really, years yeah <laughs> like, li- yeah like it's just it does not work in the outfield with them too and some people can't do it because it's wait, hard. Who's literally worse, Dom or JD Davis in the outfield? That is a I think complicated Dom. question. I think Dom as well. I think Dom. Davis like, always it, just feels like routes and stuff to me. I, I think Dom is just like slow. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Like Dom, like isn't fast enough to cover the ground, which is not his fault. Yeah, but, like, and, like, Davis isn't much faster, but... He just like, doesn't know. know where to go. Yeah. yeah, oh, no. He is absolutely... And he plays, like, a million feet back. He plays, like, at the track. I because... would like to point out that Dom Smith was worth less 
negative defensive war last year. <laughs> I don't even want to know those numbers. They're probably terrible. Would you like? Would you actually like to know them? Because yes, pretty- please tell us. Okay, so. In 453 plate appearances, uh, you know what? Let me go to his, uh, I can break this down by his position, right? I think so. Yeah, I believe I can. Okay, his UZR in the outfield, this is J.D. Davis, total was negative 4.7, right? I don't know what that. I don't know UZR. It doesn't sound good. No, that, that's all I need to know about that. Now, okay, I'll do the per fifty because they have different um, playing time out there. Like I think JD has. Yeah, yeah, that's scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah scale. Okay, so JD Davis had negative thirteen point nine UZR per fit one hundred fifty. Dom Smith had negative twenty two point six. And the year before, he had negative 50.4 in the outfield. Jeez. So, like, not that either of these things are particularly meaningful in, in like, these sample sizes, but, yeah, not great, Bob. And it's, it's, it's just one of those things where it's, like, there's a, like, of course, the defensive stats aren't the greatest thing in the world that we have publicly. Like, there's definitely better ones that people, that we do not have privy to, but, like, there's no way that like you could fudge those numbers to be like yeah, it's all right. Don't worry. About, like like I think there's a there's that a tells, limit that, that tells a story. Like exactly. Yeah, it tells enough of a story where you're like, well, I don't think we should be doing that. But I guess J D Davis is the starting left fielder as of now, unless Verzik mm, starts. Cool with it. I say just put I've Matt Adams in center field and roll with it. He's going to definitely end up back in Washington and having, like, a 1 million WRC plus because why not? Yep. This is 2020. Wild times we're living in. Do do we want Colin McHugh back? I'd be about it. Yeah, I would too. Uh, I think he, he checks a lot of the Mets boxes and has been okay semi-recently. Sure. All right, so let's let's not derail ourselves and actually get on to what we were talking. Okay, about. yeah, let's oh, let's, yeah, yeah. let's move let's... on to the the big piece of news um, from today, which is that Steven Strasburg has agreed to sign a um, seven year, two hundred forty five million dollar contract. Um, is it an extension or a, a, just a regular deal? It's a regular deal. It's a regular, regular deal. deal. Yeah, because he opted out. So a seven year, just tell me how much of that is deferred. I believe I saw on Twitter eighty million. $80 million, this is correct. So, yeah. To be honest, the $80 million is on the low side for the Nationals and deferring money, if we're being honest with ourselves I, here. Because- I would just like to point out that the Nationals do exactly what I do with all my credit card debts, in that <laughs> I just pay the exact minimum, and it's future Liam's problem. Why it's pay one- today for what you can pay for tomorrow? No. Yes. The Nationals way, and they won a World Series with it. It's honestly not – it's a little less than I expected him to sign for. Like, I guess because the years are smaller than, like, he's making a lot of money each year. But I kind of expected, like – and now Cole is going to get, like, a ridiculous amount. Like, yeah. like he's going to blow it out. He, he was probably, like, rubbing his hands together watching that on Twitter. Like, yeah, I feel like this because, is the floor for what he can expect. Yeah, like because he's gonna point at that and he's gonna be like, four more years, please." Because <laughs> like, like, and he's gonna get like ten years or nine years or something crazy. I think someone said that they expected him to get over three hundred million. Let me try to find it because I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, that makes sense. Can see that. Please credit me, Thomas. <laughs> it was Liam, everyone. I promise. <laughs> So this obviously bodes poorly for the Mets in 2020. Right? No, it's not good. It's yeah, not great, Bob. Um, I, th- I think we've been talking all winter about how, you know, if the Nats lost both Rendon and Strasburg, are they really a playoff team still? And the answer was probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty confident that they're still like better than the Mets, having retained 
Strasburg. Okay, but are they seriously better than the Braves and the Phillies? No. They're not, the Braves are going might walk this division. Oh no, no, the Braves are the best, are the class of the division. Like, <laughs> that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. They're really it, They were a good team and they worked very hard to this point to get better. Um, so I, I don't think the division is in play. I just know that there's two oh, wild like, yeah. spots. And <laughs> oh, I got you. <laughs> I and think, you know, also... it's tentative at, at best that all, you know, two of them, both wildcard spots would come from the same division, but. You know, I mean, typically you'd like to be, if not the best team in your division, the second best. Oh yeah, I agree. I can. And see... I would also like to point out that the Phillies now have Josh Harrison as well. Oh yes, apparently his second choice was the Mets. So we tried. We did try. We did try. But uh, Josh Harrison is now on the Phillies. Yeah. So you know, I do <laughs> like how on ESPN yeah, that uh, Scott Kingery is both the number one on the depth chart at second and third base. That's very Metsian. That is. Big time. The Phillies are a weird team because, like, there's a lot there that's good, and then, like, they haven't they haven't gotten to the point where they're, they, they have everything that they need to be really good. Like, I could see them winning, like, 84, 85 games and then, like, just missing the playoffs or... Yeah. Sneak, like... Just sneaking in and like they're in the same general class, I feel like, as the Mets were last year. Um, yeah. I don't want to say that they're in the same class now because the Mets have obviously done nothing, having lost like significant pieces to free agency. Yeah, yes, but, but like the same kind of on the bubble spot, and it seems like they're doing the opposite of what the Mets did last year, which is like, hey, let's try to make this team as good as we can. Well, yeah, counterpoint. They have Zach Eflin and Vince Velasquez as their fourth and fifth starters. Oh yes, and that's exactly what I mean. Like them, like them signing Wheeler was like very good for them. Like they needed a pitcher, and they got a good like a one of the better ones on the market. But they also have a lot that they need still. Yeah, they should probably still be shopping for pitchers. And yeah, like like two or three more. <laughs> like for sure, like. There's no reason why they should have like be like, oh yes, we got our pitcher. Now let's move on to something else, and it's we'll see how how deep their rotation actually is because they had a lot of problems pitching last year. Well, supposedly they're very much in on Rendon, so we'll yeah. see how that shakes out. I mean, if they get Rendon, they're like probably instantly the second best team in the league. In the no, they're probably still just the third. I think they, I think they could. Take, give the Nationals a huge run for their money for the second best team in the division. Yeah, like, because I, you're basically adding like an MVP caliber talent. In if the they get Rendo, like, yeah, like Cal Franco was in. Exactly. <laughs> like that's and, that's taking like a black hole and turning it into something. That's but yeah, like, no, for sure. Um, uh, if you look at any of like the. Ken, you're the prospects guy here. Um, if you look at the Marlins prospects and the Braves prospects, all of their prospects are, like, coming up. We've so, been yeah. hearing about them. Here, here's my thing. The Braves, you know, I have no doubt that, you know, their guys will pan out. You know, Kristen Pache has a very high floor. He's an elite defender. Who knows if he'll hit, but, you know, with his defensive skills, like Ender and Ciarte was, you know, oh, yeah. a good big leaguer for a while. Yeah. You know, and who knows if Pache hits, he's an all-star. Like, great. The Braves are only going to get richer in this regard. The Marlins, I, I really have no faith <laughs> in them being able to pull anything <laughs> off. It's like, look what happened with Lewis Brinson. Oh. Isan Diaz doesn't look great. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, there's a lot of guys in the next wave, but I, I'm just not confident in their ability to develop anything. Yeah, like, I could see them ending up, like, their next wave getting them to, like, 77 wins. I could see their next wave going very similar to how the Phillies rebuild went, where all of the guys that oh, they yeah. brought in, you know, that they traded for and brought into the organization from outside when they were, you know, sort of selling off didn't pan out like Nick Williams, like uh, Jake Thompson, no. like, yeah, 
so, like, Nick Williams isn't fully done yet. No, but... Uh, partially because, you know, okay, this is the one other thing that the Phillies have going for them. They don't have Gabe Kapler on the team. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And Gabe Kapler was literally quoted as saying that Nick Williams was a bad baseball player in early 2019. Now, do me a favor. What do you think Nick Williams' slash line in 2018 was? I'm looking at it, so. Oh. Well, Thomas. I would, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I was also looking at it. God damn it, guys. Okay, well, he, he had <laughs> I was curious. 324, 425. So, no, 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 no. The year before. No, that's 2018. 256, 324, okay. 25. Which is certainly not bad. Like, even. Like, but he's not, also a, like, really bad defender. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's not like. Like, I, listen, like, we, we don't need to litigate Nick Williams. He is what he is. He's certainly talented. You know, it's entirely possible he puts it together. He's just not necessarily the guy that they hoped he would have been when he hit, what was it, like 37 home runs one year in the minors? Yeah, yeah something like that. Uh, something crazy like He had, like, some absurd season where... Of course, I um, we can't find it now. Oh well, um, but yeah, I, they, they I get a very strong like Phillies rebuild vibe from the Marlins, and also I don't really think they're going to supplement the guys when it comes time. Oh, of course. So because the Phillies overcame that like mediocre. I guess mediocre. Yeah, the Phillies are good like, now because they <laughs> they gave Bryce Harper a ton of money and they like figured it out otherwise, like with other players. Yeah. So, and Bryce like, Harper wasn't even. He was like okay. Yeah, he wasn't like. Well, he was he was good. He just wasn't like Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. Yeah, yeah. He had a weird season. I mean, he still had like an OPS near like nine hundred, but like he wasn't Mike Trout equivalent. Which is funny how like you look at different players that way because like a nine hundred OPS season, it's like ah, oh, that's not normal, Bryce Harper. That's an off year. Well, because, like, he doesn't add a ton defensively. It's yeah. pretty much all offensively driven. And you have to hold them against, like, his best season, which was literally a 10-war season. Exactly. Yeah, this was, like, half that. Still very good, but... Half. You know, for and we've been hearing his name for literally, like, 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Do the Mets get Cesar Hernandez? Can he play anything else with second? Does sure. it <laughs> I mean, they're not moving Cano off of second. So I guess if you make him a bench bat. I kind of like him, though. You know, I'd what be about it. Make him a bench bat. He, we, we can add him to the group of guys who can stand it. Sure. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Left, starting left fielder Cesar Hernandez. <laughs> I would I would get down to clown with that one. He is also 5'10", 160 pounds, which means he's probably 5'8", 160 pounds. All right. Um, so one more point I'd like to make on, on Strasburg is, um, can we take a minute to celebrate the Jacob deGrom extension? That looks like, so good. A lot of people complained for a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, many, many, many tweets about what this extension was going to look like. And here we are two Cy Young or a second consecutive Cy Young award later. And this is looking pretty great. (laughs) Yeah. Like the max he could make is 170 million to Grom in this contract. Oh, that's a video. The max he. (laughs) It was the it was the auto played because uh, oh. I'm on MLB.com. I'm reading Anthony DeComo's article about it, and mm. it was the auto play video because that's what a uh, thing you should do. Um, 170 million is the total that he can make because of the the options and stuff and the options. Uh, no, Thomas, I'm no math whiz, but is 170 million more or less than <laughs> 245 million? I'm going to say it's less, but. Don't I might have to like do some back of the okay, napkin. Let's here. try this another way. <laughs> the contract's AAV is what twenty seven point five million. Yeah, something for like Degrom. That. 
Is that except more like, or less than $35 billion? Except I'm just like saying. literally a quarter of it is deferred. More than a, almost a, a half. Lot of, yeah, no, so a lot of DeGrom's contract is also deferred. Oh, hey. They, defer, they deferred $13.5 AAV. It's so like, like, it's like every year, every year, like, um, like 10 million or more is deferred for DeGrom. Which um, is like, like, I'm not in the business, like, you want to make fun of people for deferring, deferring contracts, fine, but also like, whatever. DeGrom gets to get a nice fat check when he's like 50. Oh yeah, no, so like, my, my point being that <laughs> they did the same <laughs> financing oh, yeah. trick that the Nationals did and are paying Way, 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 way less. Oh yeah, it's like so. This is the value concept. of an extension. <laughs> yeah. Of not letting things get to the point where the player hits the open market. Yeah, of course. Because There's... like in two years, if they don't extend Syndergaard, then we're going to see some real problems with trying to retain his services. Because yeah, like, no, they're just not going to. <laughs> yeah, because like it's it's he's going to make a ridiculous amount on the open market, and even. Think about it. Say that they hire someone else and they don't extend the Grom. If Brody had anything to do with that, really, say that they just don't extend the Grom because we're not going to do it. He's under contracts. There's no reason to. He becomes a free agent. He makes like three hundred and twenty million dollars. You know, like, like he's going to blow uh, two hundred forty yeah. million out of the water. So I, I think that there's some limiting factors on Degrom. Probably his age. Although Strasburg's also had a TJ and had a TJ not too. Long after Degrom did, yeah, right, yeah. I mean, Degrom for for the most part has stayed relatively healthy. Yeah, no, I I fully buy into the whole mileage idea that he just has less mileage on his arm and therefore, you know, yeah, from not just, having pitched his entire life. Yeah, and like I wouldn't be surprised if that's true. Like he's mm-hmm. I, I like I wouldn't be surprised if Degrom has a Verlander esque. I don't want to call him as good as Verlander because that feels a little – I guess he is, though. But, like, I feel weird doing that. But I could see DeGrom having, like, a Verlander-esque career where he's 37 and 38 and still really good. And, like, like he's pitching well into his 30s and, like, really still being a top-tier pitcher. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case with him. So, like, to get someone who might be in the prime of his – probably in the prime of his career at, like, a quarter of what you'd get for him normally is incredible. It's really yeah. incredible work by the Mets. Like, yeah, no, I, I, we should be talking about that for years to come. Like, yeah, like, sure. I, like, I will say though, like, I don't. A lot of people are happy about like the Degrom extension, but at the same time, like, okay, cool, we got him underpaid, and now like we're doing nothing with it. Well, sure, sure. Yeah, yes. those are different things in my mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, like, I I want Jake to get the bag, and I don't know. So, like, I think they're doing a good thing, and, like, they did a good thing in extending him, and it was pretty, like, it was pretty similar to the sale contract, so it's not like they, like, finessed him or anything, like, they they probably just... Yeah, no, it's more or less a market rate extension. Yeah, Uh especially at the time. Jeff Wilpon finesse anybody. No, absolutely not. There's but, not a finesse bone in his body. <laughs> but, like, on that hand, it's, like, really good. And then on the rest of it, it's like, oh, well, they've done nothing. Like, they might, they're probably are going yeah, to it. It's so, like you like, have to divorce the good thing that they did from all of the bad things that they did after. <laughs> yeah. Which are, are really just not doing a bunch of things that also would have been good. If yeah, that makes sure. sense, which I'm not sure if it does, but still. Oh, I got you. Yeah. All right. So I guess we will take a break and then come back with some quick hits before, you know, wrapping up. So let's take a break. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Welcome back. This is the Amazing Avenue Winter Meeting Special. I'm Ken Lavin. I'm joined by Thomas Henderson and Liam Murphy. And uh, we're just going to do some quick hits. Um, some other smaller things happened uh, in the winter meeting so far. So let's talk about them. Um, Michael Pineda apparently signed for two years, $20 million with the Twins to, to remain uh, a twin. The First year's prorated to seven point five because of the suspension. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna ask. He's suspended for how long into the season? Games, I believe. Okay. That was um, PED, right? PED. Yeah. It was a masking agent, I think. Yeah, he got he pissed hot. Yeah. PEDs. He got the he got some bad stuff in his pee. Happy. Um, and, uh, the other signing, so that, this kind of goes along with like the rest of the signings that's happened this year, this off season so far of like, did you expect Michael Pineda to get 220? Uh, not really. I, I figured if he was going to get a deal of, of that size or a deal at all, really it might happen after the suspension, but yeah, I was kind of figuring like one eight. Yeah, because also, wasn't he hurt most of last year? He wasn't, like, all that good. He had a 401 ERA. He was all right. It yeah, wasn't like he was... He's fine. He was okay. Yeah, he's, he's very fine, for, and the like, Twins the past... kind of traffic in very fine, you know? Yeah. They have a no, lot of, like, like, fifth starter types. Their whole rotation is basically made of fifth starter types, and Jose Barrios. Oh, so. yeah. Uh, you guys want to, okay, so Howie Kendrick also signed, uh, to remain with the Nationals, one year, $6.25 million. Um, I thought this one was kind of inevitable. Yeah. Um, if you're the World Series hero from the World Series champion from the previous season, like, you get paid. Not that this is like crazy money or anything, but typically there's an incentive for both parties to remain together, you know? Oh, yeah. And he was really good last year. And he was, yeah, no, he was better than I think anybody could have hoped for when they signed him. He had his highest weighted runs created plus by a decent amount. Yeah, he was like a borderline all-star. Yeah, he had a 146 WRC plus. He was a three-win player in 121 games. That yeah, it's... By four. That, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It's another thing that, like, you're going to look at the Nationals and, like, be like, oh, they might lose Rendon, so they'll take a step back, and then they're like, right. And then in the Howie, thick of it. K- Howie Kendrick just yeah. plays outside right. of his mind again. For yeah, like he's, like like he starts at third base or something, and like he's super good, and everyone's like, oh, well, there you go. Like that's how you like it's it's one of those things that they're a good team and they find good players. They, you know, um, yeah. I look forward to Howie Kendrick hitting at least one dramatic home run against the Mets. So, uh, Adam Jones announced that he may be headed to Japan to play for the, um, Oryx Buffaloes, I believe. Now, yes. I'm currently ordering a shirt for a current friend of a friend. Well, you know, a man we all love. I'm going to drop this into, uh, into Skype for you guys. I know it's not great radio, but I just want you to take a gander. I think I dropped it into uh, our Slack earlier. I'm not sure if you guys you saw drop it. Into, I saw it in Slack earlier. Yes, I'm currently in the midst of buying that for a certain person we all know and love that loves uh, plaid. <laughs> I kind of feel like I have to link this to the the show no- in the show notes now. We've gone full plaid. Yes, I feel. I feel like I can't though because are you buying it now or are you bidding on it? Oh, oh, it's bought. Okay, uh, all right. So I, I will include it in the show notes so that people can I'm buying see it while we are talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess that's as good a time as any to <laughs> end the show for the week. So, oh right. man, I didn't realize that they were okay with their catcher situation because of Ali Sanchez. Wait, what? Yes, that's why they're not looking for catchers. 
I don't think I have the energy to even. <laughs> That's wild. I've seen Ellie Sanchez. <laughs> uh, not. I don't need to. Oh, I just saw that, Liam. I saw the tweet from Britain. Yes. Ali Sanchez, who hits the ball like he's trying to coax it from a nap. <laughs> to quote Jim Brockmeyer. <laughs> that was mean. A little bit. Oh, well. Uh, well, I guess uh, that's as good a time as any to wrap this up. Sorry, Ali Sanchez. Um this has been the uh we we do love you here. Um this has been the Amazing Avenue Winter Meeting special um for days 1 and 2 of the winter meetings uh tentatively titled Business as Usual. Uh I'm Kenneth Lavin. Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh @kenlavin91. My co-hosts today are uh Thomas Henderson. Thomas, where can people find you on Twitter? At Sad Met Season, S A D M E T S S Z N. I have to say, I chuckled every time I typed that into our outline. <laughs> uh, we were also joined by Liam Murphy. Liam, where can people find you? I'll give you $2 if you can actually say what my handle is on tw- on Twitter. Um, I have it in front of me, so... Damn it! At Jeans, with a Z, Murphy on Twitter. Did I win the oh, $2? At Jeans Murphy? Yeah, oh, dude, I asked you about this twice today. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, All right, beans. Send, send oh, me the beans. number one for tomorrow. <laughs> no All wonder right. I don't have any followers. That's why. That has to be the reason why. Uh, please check out the site at AmazonAvenue.com, as well as all of its accounts on social media. It is at AmazonAvenue on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can find this show as well as all of the other great shows that the site has to offer, including Unformidable, A Pot of Their Own, Amazing Avenue Audio, The Show, and From Complex to Queens on the Amazing Avenue audio feed on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Please rate and review, rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can get in contact with the show by reaching out to any of us on Twitter or by emailing aaaudiopodcast at gmail.com and including winter meeting special in the subject line. And, uh, yeah, we'll hopefully be back tomorrow to discuss um, the Mets doing some things. So until then, let's go Mets, and uh, we'll see you guys later.